What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I am your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And we got an amazing guest with us today. We have none other than Craig. Um, I don't want to butcher your last name, so how, how do you properly say it? My, sure I'm not thing. a Craig Caperso, guys. Howdy. Good to have you on. Um, fun story even for you. Uh, one thing that's really cool is I was trying to get my brother into fitness for a long, long time. Uh, you know, nothing really stuck. And, you know, I was looking for a program, looking for something. And he jumped onto your, you had a 30 day or 60 day bodybuilding.com routine. Yeah. I forget which the, one it was. 30 days out is usually the most popular one that most people have found me on. It's kind of the, uh, the one that got me noticed right, right away. And I'm actually funny story. I'm actually giving it away free. So I'll let you guys, uh, share that with the audience is just literally go to crackerperson.com and uh that's my link tree and you'll be able to see it there but um yeah I'll, I'll give a story on it but yeah 30 days out was a free program at one point then they put it behind their paywall and um i'm uh i'm fixing that i'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go free well that's awesome because it should be you know it, it was so great now he's really gone into fitness and it was, it was such a mover for her for him i looked it over and i'm like this is it's an awesome routine there was so much great content to it so yeah if you're looking for something to jump into like i can't recommend it enough but um you know i even when i was looking for how to introduce him i think it's best said that you are a busy body you know that's one thing i've noticed and me and kyle have always said you've always been so active producing so much great content doing such incredible things and i know you have a background with fitness with uh, wall street with football like you know you've really done it it all there so it's pretty awesome to have you on i think we're gonna get in some really great content here anything to add kyle no, I'm just, uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm fanboying here. Um, to be honest, when we started our fitness journey and just even like creating the account, I'll never forget that. Like Craig was one of the first guys that, um, you know, that I followed and like actively checked out his stuff and followed the programs and checked out bodybuilding.com and probably one of the few that we're still following. And, you know, there's a reason. And and I think, you know, if you check out his Instagram, he's not uh, a dude who's, you know, tr posting exercises that he's never used before. You know, Instagram, unfortunately, people get 500,000 followers, a million followers. And, you know, uh, it's just about exercises they've never done before. And like, he just keeps it real. And I really appreciate that. And I think um, the value that's going to be had here is going to be incredible. And I'm so pumped uh, to have you here. Appreciate that guys. Yeah, that's a uh... That's, that's trying to be true to your core. You know, it's, it's one of those things where in the beginning I was even with everyone who's a superstar right now, right? Like these uh, guys that get the million dollar followers or a million followers, et cetera. We were literally on the same page. They wanted to do shout for shout with me. And I was just like, no, I'm not doing a circle jerk. I'm just not doing it. So I just, <laughs> I just didn't want to play ball and it cost me financially actually in, in, in the fitness world, in the Instagram world, if you will. But you know, I've always been, you know, I was always making money on other places and I had a business mindset and I was like, yeah, sure. I should have played the ball maybe a little bit. And I didn't even do it in IPB. You know, there's a lot of times where I could have played ball more and probably had a little bit better opportunities, but you know, sometimes pride gets ahead of you or your core beliefs get ahead of you and either way I've stuck to both. And so here I am. I love that. You know, one thing me and Kyle have always been like that too. You know, even you, I'm sure every day you get 20 emails to shout this out, to do that, to get associated with something you don't believe in. And it's just so much better to focus on, you know, what you actually are passionate about, about helping others and, you know, not sacrificing that for the sake of, you know, fame or money. And in the long run, I feel like 
although you know like you said it does take a hit and you know you kind of wonder like ah, we were on the same playing field like at least you know you can definitely say that you know what you've done is really impactful you stay true to who you are and your core as you mentioned which is uh just absolutely essential and you know it's funny me and Kyle were saying like how do we introduce this guy like he's done so many things like where do we start so we figure we'll we'll let you take that over because it's going to be a really great story like where did this whole fitness you know all these amazing things where did they officially kind of come from what's the backstory there oh man here we go i, I literally was <laughs> on an hour and a half podcast this morning with a guy named yukai chu he does this uh, octalysis framework and he, he went there too so it's a uh, I always say I lived like five different lives. You know, most people will do one or two things and, you know, and that's what they're known for. Or that's what they do. Man, it's, it starts way back. So I'll, I'll try to be quick because the story goes long. But I grew up uh, playing football. That was like my my love. I played baseball when I was 12 in Cuba. That was a cool story. I went out there and got our butts handed to us by the Cubans. Some life lessons learned there. But football was my thing. So I was doing that. Played high school. Was a good student there. Went to college. Went to play school. Uh, Sacred Heart University, started all four years as, a, as an outside the backer and uh, really wanted to take that to the next level, but I was also smart. Cum laude in school, graduated Dean's List, finance. And so I was going to go into the financing world after, didn't get picked up, uh, but I, I joined a semi-pro team and was still pursuing it. In the meantime, I was in mortgage business for a little while, um, flipped some houses and did some things there early on. And uh, a manager that I was currently working with <clears throat> approached me to open up an office. And so I shut down my business up in Connecticut, which where I was living and moved to Florida to open up an office. And uh, it didn't work out. Guy turned out to be full of uh, BS and just didn't have the money that he he said he was going to have it. So I jumped a little bit too soon on that one, but it was the best miss I've ever had because it, it springboarded me into the where I'm at today. And so when I went down there, I ended up not doing the mortgage thing. I uh, didn't want to go home yet because I had this big super party that everyone threw me going away. And I was like, I'm not going home. I'm not doing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make it work. So I got series three license, became a commodities broker, was pitching like boiler room style over the phone forever. And that's what I did as an intern, uh, as a financial planner, just calling people prospecting. So I was over it. I was kind of sick of it and burnt out already, you know, six months in down in Florida and got in a fight with uh, the boss down there because he was supposed to be looking to grow the team, make me a manager, et cetera. It doesn't work out. And I was just like, man, I'm done with the phones. I'm just, I'm over it. So uh, hastily left Florida, went back to Connecticut, went to like my alma mater football game at Sigur Heart, passed out some resumes. And literally when I was in Florida, I was watching the TV all the time. CNBC was always on the traders on the floor. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I want to do that. That sounds, that looks cool. That's what I think I want to do. That resume that I passed out that one time at the football game got me an interview on the floor and I got the job. I actually became a commodities um, clerk uh, or junior trader second year in and uh, earned my rights to trade. So I became uh, meat on Wall Street. So I was on the New York Mercantile Exchange and I was trading oil and heat, heat gas and uh, crude oil derivatives on the floor under the badge of meat. And uh, at that same time, I was still playing football a little bit here and there. I was actually traveling and it just became more of a job than the passion that I grew up loving. And when that changed, I was like, man, I got to fill this void. So I started getting into boxing. There was like this charity event going on and somebody recruited me because they knew I was like this athlete. So I started boxing and um, funny story, I actually have a fight May 8th coming up. We'll talk about that in a second. I just 39 years old, just joined a boxing fight, <laughs> go figure. But um, when I was, uh, I don't know if you guys hear that craziness in the background, but someone's doing something upstairs. So. Oh, no, you're good. We can't hear it. Uh, cool. Um, so, you know, joined this fight and I started losing some of this football mass and I was like, all right, there's a body under here. So then 
Um, I started learning about the fitness route and fitness competitions. So I started off in the muscle mania. I think I did two shows there. I won my first show, a small show. Then I took like model universe. I took fifth out of like 70 guys. So I was like, all right, I'm pretty decent at this stuff. You know, had a, had a good base from, uh, you know, building football and all that stuff. And I love lifting. So while I was trade or clerking, I started personal training. So I got a little bit more into the fitness stuff and started, you know, getting certified and all that stuff. And then fast forward, I started just winning shows. I jumped into the w, WBFF, started doing a couple of shows there, end up um, doing the first muscle model, muscle model show that they had and took sixth place. And they turned, it was the very first one. And so they turned the first five pros. I was number six. So I didn't get, I didn't turn pro that show, but it was the, a, a good, another miss because the very next show that I did was an NPC, which I won. I did a second NPC. I won. I did junior nationals, which is a national qualifier and uh, pro qualifier. Uh, I took fifth of that show and then did the next, next national qualifier or pro show or pro qualifier. And I won. So it was like, you know, missed just slightly, but it was the right trajectory to put me over here because the NPC is bigger than I, the WPFF the IPP. So that kind of gave me some looks. I, I, you know, from doing all these different shows, I got noticed in some of the industry and was the wall street guy. So I was this business meets fitness kind of guy had a good backstory and had long hair. So I was able to stand out and, you know, a lot of people knew me from those things. And so it gained recognition. So Yucora was uh, having conversations with me at some point. I didn't say yes, because I was making plenty, plenty of money for a while. So I didn't really need to jump like most people did. And so I kind of just waited my turn and just waited out and making sure that my value grew. And then bodybuilding.com had their competition, bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search. I entered it. I ended up uh, beating all like 300 and something guys online, came to be the, you know, in the top 10, got voted into the top five, competed against five other guys and won. Uh, so like literally just like all these things just started going in the right place. And in the meantime of doing that, um, the commodities market, the New York, the Wall Street was heavily electronic trading. So the the open outcry, the the bets that we were putting on the floor when we were privy to information that wasn't there before, we were um, we were just watching our margins get shrunk by the electronic trading, more liquidity in the market, uh, less margin and much, much edge that we would take on a trade, which would mean more risk reward. So I saw that squeezing down and I was like, all right, well, this is growing, this is shrinking, what am I going to do? Well, it wasn't until, um, I don't know, one year where, or one quarter when I was just like flat. I was up 100 grand, down 100 grand, back to flat. It was just like bouncing around and I was just like, this is getting tough. And then my partner, and in, in, in side story, I'm bodybuilding.com sponsored athlete now starting, I already had released 30 days out. So I'm starting to get some trajectory and some, you know, people starting noticing me. And uh, I started um, hiring some contractors. I spent probably 50 grand hiring some some people to help fix some software issues that I was noticing as an ebook author and someone who was putting some, um, you know, content out, I was just getting redundant questions and I couldn't personalize, I couldn't do it at scale. So I was trying to figure out how to solve it. So one thing, one solution was actually like zoom really like this. Um, I had a company called power chat live that I was building, which was basically allowing people like me fitness celebrities at the time, cause I was kind of in demand, um, be able to book a schedule and get paid for it. And so I was literally going to have like a schedule that you can go on and just purchase time, kind of like a, you know, trade, trade time for money kind of thing. And so, and have a conversation like this and be able to, you know, work one-on-one -on -one with people. So I had that going. And then I was doing a company called Macrojack on the side to help personalize the nutrition stuff that we were working with. And I got a call from this guy, Daniel Chen, or an email rather from this guy from Silicon Valley. And he was like, look, I want to, uh, 
I want to quantify fitness. You know, I left my job. I quit, you know, did all these things to go all in on this business that I'm working on. And, you know, the message just stuck out to me and it was at the perfect right time that I was already starting to look at some other things. And I just dropped, you know, a bunch of money in the market on some contractors. And this guy was a Silicon Valley engineer. And so I was like, Hmm, I wonder if he could do all these other things I'm working on. So that was in the back of my head. But moral story, 30 days out, it's happening. I meet him out in um, California, see his product. It's pretty cool. It was called MailChimp Inc. Mail, excuse me, it was uh, MailFin Inc. Uh, where he wanted to do like workouts through email. And I was like, that's a weird model. I don't like it, but we'll figure it out. Um, ended up moving to Silicon Valley after I got married and um, after 30 days out and uh, joined him, quit trading, uh, dropped my position, dropped those two other companies and went all in on Metron and uh, my fitness business. So, you know, there's more to it, but um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but literally kind of the conversation we had earlier was me kind of, you know, proposing you guys to take a peek at it. Cause I know you guys do some online fitness stuff and we're more like the house for uh, modern fitness entrepreneurs who are trying to, you know, build business online, whether it be one-on-one, one-to-many, or even the calendar-based challenges and things of that nature. And so I still do coaching, but I'm definitely, you know, head of uh, product uh, development and VP of business development for those guys. And then that's me in California. So I'm doing that. And then, uh, I started, I'm still competing a little bit here and there. Uh, sponsors are getting a little less cause I'm going more on business instead of being the, like I said, the puppet on Instagram. Uh, so, you know, I'm seeing other people go this way and I'm staying flat cause I'm over here. And so they, you know, eventually sponsors are going to want to make sure that your reach gets out there and that you, you can get some talking heads that can get you some supplement sales and things. So I wasn't really pay- playing ball anymore. And, you know, obviously those things dried up at some point. And, uh, you know, have to make it work with, uh, you know, not easy money and just, you know, in the business. So went there, but I had a daughter, um, you know, in Silicon Valley and I wanted to make sure that she was near family. So we ended up moving here to Tennessee and give my wife and her some support. And, uh, in, in the, in the ways I actually bought a gym here, uh, a fitness franchise called Rockbox fitness to help, uh, kind of learn more about the franchising model. I was trying to help coaches online franchise, like use like the franchising model for online fitness people. And uh, that was the reason why I went down that road, but it ended up being a good business model and I, and I dove in and invested. So currently right now, and, and one more thing is the podcast, but currently running Metron as a co-founder, VP of business development, currently running a coaching business online under my brand, crackerperson.com battle plan, uh, own the gym, kind of uh, hired a GM. So they're kind of taking over the reins there, but I'm still hands-on a little bit here and there. And then a podcast I just launched uh, that the end of uh, last quarter, uh, Q4. And, uh, you know, that's fun. That's kind of just my way to keep abreast of uh, good conversations, level up, still be, um, you know, keeping my mind sharp and talk to good people to, you know, continue just to uh, elevate myself as, you know, I'm sitting here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I can't say that the pool of, uh, you know, the think tank is, is strong here. So it's it's me just talking with you know, people like yourselves and other people that are really into fitness and into different things that I could be uh, intrigued by as well. That's awesome, man. So, I mean, you've had like a, a heck of a journey. I loved how every time you were kind of like, okay, well, this didn't happen, but then even better yet, like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Right. Um, but when it comes to even like bodybuilding.com, a lot of people don't, I mean, um, you know, a lot of our listeners probably know about it, like probably one of the biggest fitness sites out there. Like, what was it like being, uh, you know, just like an athlete for them? Like, I just think most people start their journey and like, they would like love to be like that guy on that website. Like what, what was the experience like? It was, you know, they treat you great. Um, a stand-up company, I got nothing bad to say. Uh, the one thing that they did at the end of the time is, is they turned all of our, our trainers into 
you know, a paid gateway. Obviously, I think Amazon was crushing some sales for them. But, um, you know, to your question and to boost them a little bit, they, they treated me well. Um, I like management. You know, Ryan DeLuca was running the ship for the most part when I was there. And then after he left, things went a little bit different places. Um, and the, yeah, there was some, some good people over there. I learned a lot, was, you know, in touch with just everyone and anyone who's in fitness. You know, it's all at the same places. You're always congregating at the same events and everybody knows everybody. So it gave me a chance to kind of like, you know, be part of, part of the team, part of the, part of the Joneses in the fitness industry, the 1% that's up top. And, you know, you get, you get connected to all these different people. I did a shot, uh, the very first body shoot, uh, Greg Plitt was there, uh, me, I, Ryan Hughes, I was friends with him. Just, you know, everybody who's really at the top of their game at the time and was invited to shoot with them. And we were naked doing these shoots. It was weird. Um, but, um, you know, it just gave you a chance to kind of just be exposed to really high level pr production. They give great videos up there, the, the team. So I learned a lot uh, how to shoot, uh, how to be a model. Uh, I was doing a little bit before in New York City and stuff, but um, it gave you a lot of chance to, you know, know how to move in front of a camera, see what your lighting looks like, you know, set different angles up. So there's so much to be learned from, you know, those situations and, and experiences. So um, how to talk in front of a camera, you know, it's like you, you almost become like this half a half an actor because you're, you know, speaking through these programs when you're doing these trainers. So, you know, there's a lot of leveling up, a lot of education and just being, you know, in touch with the right people in the industry. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And, you know, all throughout this journey, clearly, like, you know, I love that you got your, uh, you know, the story of your life dialed down so well, like, it's so cool to know the progression of it. And I love, like Kyle said, your point of, uh, you know, potentially a miss being a good thing for you, right? Like rolling with circumstance, you know, adapting to change someone from Silicon Valley reaches out, you know, like, what, um, what's really inspired you to be so adaptable and to, you know, jump to different opportunities and to explore uh, your interests? Like, do you know, like what personally fuels you with that? Because I know a lot of people will resist change and see change as a bad thing. But how have you been able to be so successful at leaning into that? I think it comes with just from sports, frankly. Um, you know, I grew up really, you know, eight years old. I was playing probably seven or six playing t-ball, right? So I think I think just having a lot of turmoil on the field and and um, you know being able to go back and forth from that standpoint, it's like you're up a game, you're down a game, you're you're behind. Like there's always this this it's never over. It's never over until it's over, right? So you know, I think I, I play I play life like a sport in a sense where it's okay. Well he got me on that play. I'm going to get him on this play. You know what I mean? So you got to go into each situation saying, okay, what can I take away with that? What can I reapply? What can I learn? What can I do better? And so I think, you know, in, in any point, if you're going to kick the can, why life don't care. No one's, no, I don't have a golden parachute. My parents aren't rich. So, you know, who's going to pick me up? I'm going to pick me up. And so that's the way I play it. Yeah, we we both came from a, a hockey background, big time. That was more so our thing. But yeah, over and over, you know, the 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 idea that you know, if you work hard, if you hustle, if you stay hungry, you know, like things will come, opportunity will present itself. You know, like and just constantly having that drive is it, such a great thing. And I guess that's probably what drove you slightly to Wall Street. Like, is there any parallels you took from Wall Street that you think help you as a competitor and as a fitness athlete? Yeah, I did a I did a talk. Um, I was invited to speak at Harvard. It wasn't it wasn't like the main campus. It was like their one of their satellite sites uh, in in Boston. But um, you know, a friend of mine, Mark Bertrand, uh, invited me to go there and speak uh, in front of some entrepreneurs and different things and business people. And uh, part of my conversation was like, one day on Wall Street, I lost a hundred grand overnight. And um, 
you know, I'm, I look, guys, I didn't make millions on Wall Street. I made, I made good money, but I, I wasn't up there just crushing it like that. Uh, I was still early and, and Lehman Brothers hit, you know, that 2008 market failure uh, was the first year I was trading. So uh, story on that, the guys that I clerked for three years before the per, first two years, they all made millions of bucks. And my first year of trading, I made more than the lowest guys. So just goes to show it was a timing thing, not a, not a me thing. But regardless, um, the, uh, the market taught me not to lose myself. If I'm able to lose $100,000 overnight, I can gain $100,000 overnight. So I, I thought of that mentality to say, okay, if I'm good enough and I believe in me, then what did I, what happened? Um, address the situation, find out where I went wrong, relearn, reapply and do it again. Um, you know, so I really took the, you know, rinse and repeat, you know, what happened, rinse and repeat, what happened, rinse and repeat, because, you know, it's just a, it's just a process in the system. And that's currently how I, I run my training too, is about systems. Okay. You know, you gotta, re, you know, obviously we know sets, reps, repeat, but there's a lot more to it than that intensity, module systems, et cetera. So, um, I, I definitely run my trading or my training, like a trading system, you know, essentially when it, when it comes down to it. And that's kind of what the personalization is all about too. But, um, yeah, that's kind of, I think the takeaway is really just about believing in you. If you believe in you, then no situation is going to unhinge you. I love that. Yeah. Especially like with business and everything, like you can always apply so many different things. I feel like everything can be applied to, to fitness and just uh, overall growth. And this kind of leads me to asking another question, kind of taking a bit of a pivot because you've had like so many crazy accomplishments, obviously the bodybuilding, a calm athlete, the, you know, just uh, your current business now, um, you know, IFBB pro championships, like you've done a lot of awesome things. Like I feel like your resume is just like you know, down and down and down, but we have a lot of listeners who are just looking to kind of like, just get, get consistent, like get, get some amazing abs, like just achieve their like dream physique. Like we have different levels of listeners, but if you were to just have like some of them and, and, and just give some advice of like, how can they, they can achieve their dream physique? Like what's a couple things that really has helped you stay consistent, achieve those results and just, you know, get as lean as you've gotten and stuff like that. Well, let's, let's start with the first thing, right? You need motivation. Okay. Then you need purpose and then you need a system and a plan. So you need three things to be successful in fitness. Very, very simply because you could be motivated and that could be today. And then tomorrow you could be unmotivated. And so therefore you need the purpose. You need to dig down and get that why. So, you know, in the simplest form, I find consistency is the key and how can you ever be consistent is making sure that the motivation is high and the purpose is in line. And then the motivation stays high when the process or the plan gets you immediately, get, get you results quickly. And so I feel like they're all interconnected. And so trainers that will put in, I don't know how you guys train guys. So I don't know if I'm poking, poking at you right now, but trainers that put people on more of a slow trajectory to see results, I find are they're pigeonholing their success for their clients because people need a feedback loop and an immediate feedback loop. And so, you know, you should program people to see some immediate results in some capacity or some ways to see, oh, I leveled up or that gamification in their training in some capacity, whether it's a, you know, if you're using an app and it's giving somebody some feedback, oh, I leveled up today, I got my, my a PR or something, or people can see tangible evidence or objective evidence that this is better than this, et cetera. So like, making sure numbers or something is able to show them that they're doing more or even putting in your, in your coaching business, you know, different um, objective milestones that they can feel like they've accomplished it. I find too many people are going from, from a, you know, the bottom to the summit 
and they're thinking that's the journey, right? It's not. There's about 15 steps in between that you should make sure that you're accomplishing, you're, you're um, creating success and, uh, you know, making sure that everybody's motivated. So, you know, I know I went super general with that one macro instead of micro, but I really think that you find your motivation because motivation is going to get you to move or do your research. Then you dig down deep on why you need that and then save your money. If you don't have a good purpose to save your money, you're just not going to do it. You might as well just not do anything and figure it out until you get to, until you get that because you're going to waste your time and someone else's time. So dig down, ask yourself why five times to figure out really what's, what's going to move you, what's going to make you happen. I want to lose five pounds. No, you don't. You don't want to lose five pounds. What the hell do you want to lose five pounds for? Because I want to look fit. Good. Now we're getting somewhere. I want to look fit for what reason? I want to look fit because I want to get that girl over there. Good. I want to get that girl over there. Why do you want to get that girl over there? I want to get married. I want to have sex, et cetera. So keep going down until you find that real reason because five pounds, you don't want to lose five pounds. No one wants to wake up and say, I want to lose five pounds. That's not what you want to do. So you got to dig deep to get that purpose. And once you get the purpose, I need a plan. Go research, go find it. Because if you just do it by yourself in the gym, oftentimes you're going to find yourself flailing, you no, know, not progressing as fast as you could have with somebody like yourselves or myself who took the road less traveled, figured it out for you and gave you the quick street. So yeah, those are, you those are three it. things that I would say, put those things in line. A lot to unpack there. Cause I, I do agree with that. Uh, when I started coaching myself, you know, I was really into not pushing people too hard, doing it, you know, a little bit slower. Uh, you know, obviously sustainability is a big core of what I have. Like I like people to make it part of their life, but the more I've done it, like you said, the more I've realized like you need, uh, I always say when you get results, you get addicted, right? Like when yeah. you, when you start to see that change, that's when you go, wow, I can do this. I can keep it going. And to your point, you know, you, you see small changes, like nothing happens. So that gamification has always been, um, you know, fundamental of what myself and Kyle have done. Like before we started filming this, you were saying that two is better than one. Like we've always pushed each other and gamified our journey of, you know, like what we do, the stuff we try and commit to. And, you know, we really try to work down with our clients. You know, we have as many metrics as we can for success, like measurements, physique photos, you know, every little different thing you said, because there's so many different components to the journey. And like, the journey is good too, because you can say, am I progressing here? Like, where am I winning? Where am I missing? How can I pivot and adjust? And I love your point of purpose because I've always been such a fan. Like, if you don't really want to do something, you're not going to do it. Like, I think I want to look good. I think I want to lose weight. Like, it, it's not going to happen, let's be honest. So I like that idea of finding that purpose. And I'm not sure if you're familiar. I know Kyle probably is. Dean Graziosi, if you've heard of him. Um, but he with someone Kyle Kyle's better with the names of everyone uh the 10 levels question deep you know where you ask a question and seven yeah I just it. did it seven layers deep go. that's, that's yeah, the you one take I over heard. here yeah yeah I just I actually just before we hopped on this I was kind of feeling a little like um you know just lost with like business and everything like just I needed that extra edge so I sat down literally I could pull the papers and I just did seven layers deep of like why I want to succeed within this business. And man, it gets, it gets powerful. I, I encourage all of my clients to do it too. Like, I think it's one of the best um, principles of like, yeah, like five pounds. It's like, why? And then you get to the core root of like, anyways, I just thought that was incredible that you brought it up. I'm like, I just did it five minutes ago or half an hour ago, but yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's a needed thing. And I think it, it came to me more uh, owning the gym and seeing real people as opposed to like the one to 5%, whatever you want to call us, uh, that are addicted to fitness, uh, it's probably the 15% because it's, um, 83% of people that join a gym membership don't stay past three weeks. Um, literally I did some data on it. I think it's the number 83, three weeks is the, is the mark. And so they might go once in a blue moon, but it's like the 15% of people that you see in the gym are the, are the 15% of the people that actually have a gym membership. Um, but like you just said, 
it's 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 the motivator you need to have it and if you do not have it it's like you can go do something else go you know i don't know go whatever like just don't waste time because you're you're gonna a cost you money you're not checking the box that i got a gym membership because I'm, I'm seeing that clear as day with people that join my gym and then don't come yeah i signed up okay i checked the box i got a gym membership i feel good about myself no you didn't do anything uh you just paying me a lot of money thank you appreciate it but you know i'm not really helping yourself out so um, people are real funny about that. You know, they, they feel good because the security that I have a gym membership is enough for them at this point in time. So, you know, I don't think that the people listening to us or you, um, you know, on a regular basis are those people, I think they're a little bit more motivated. They're, they're taking the effort to listen to these kind of things and be, you know, um, you know, pounded with the messaging and the stuff that we're going to give out. And so they're a little bit more than, you know, every, you know, every, else who's kind of just not even fitness is even on the radar and you're getting them from couch to hero kind of deal but you know if, if you're you're one of us and you're someone who's kind of addicted to the iron and really like and you enjoy training got to level up got to find ways to you know push the push the envelope and doing reassessments you know seven layers deep or doing these things from time to time to make sure that you're on the right path every time you finish a program etc reevaluate reapply and do i want to rejoin this one or do something else and that that matters a lot too yeah, and obviously, you know, for you with all these pivots and changes in your life, how have you, um, I, I'm sure a big point of it is leaning into your pers- purpose, but how do you deal with being shooken up or opportunity being taken away or these pivots? Like, what um, do you personally recommend for yourself and others to blast through like these barriers that are coming up even like a good example a ton of clients are getting COVID and in the moment it can seem like oh you know the world's over like can't train I can't eat right I can't see anyone like you know when these big quote-unquote obstacles come that obviously aren't as big as they are like how have you really stayed true to your mission and your ability to change and pivot uh even when like you said these well you did mention earlier about like gaining hundred K losing hundred K and staying on that grind. But you know, what's the thing that really just keeps you going? Um, obviously there's a game, but like what motivates you to play the game? Well, at this point it's, you know, I, I now have employees, um, you know, and, and this was different for all pieces of my failures and successes. Right. So there was a, a big part of my life that everything was revolving around me and it, it was measured upon my success in, in the world. And, whether that be financial or whether that be stardom, if you will, or levels of achievement, magazines, sponsors, et cetera. So, you know, those, those things are, are misses. And if it's a financial miss, I always just said, well, shit, I got to make more money. I don't know if we could swear on this podcast, but I try to, I'm trying to not do that as much, but um, you just got to make more money. Like literally something happened that literally this past week, <laughs> my wife called me up with some uh, miss that we had in uh, our finances and it cost us about $4,000. And I'm like, didn't want to lose that right now, but okay. All right. What are we going to do? Am I going to cry over it? No, I'm going to just go find a way to make more $4,000. So it doesn't become a thing. So, um, I, I, I'm really, I'm really quick to forget, you know, I, or not forget, but just like move on. Like, okay, noted, let's go. Um, because I don't, I don't really see another way. And it's, it's really, I, I really just going to go back to that sports thing because like you have a bad play. Good. That was in the past. Let's go. Like, that's what you do. Like bad play. I miss an interception. Great. All right. Forget it. Let's go move on. Like that was my, I was conditioned to that response over and over. And I played football for years. And then I was the cheerleader because I was the captain eventually on these teams and different things. And so it's like, then I'm enforcing others to, to live by this principle, man, I missed that tackle, scored a touchdown sucks. Get back on it. Let's go. Cause you got another play coming up in five minutes. You know what I mean? So it's like, 
if you go into life with that mentality, um, you're, you're not going to be sidetracked too long. Um, you know, obviously evaluate, obviously, if there's something you've done, personality flaw, um, pride, um, education, figure out where you're missing, and then try to, you know, get better. And in fitness, try not to waste too much time in stagnation. That's what I would say for the listeners here. You know, if you're not seeing results, or reevaluate, you should be seeing results, you should be seeing results in something, something should be moving in your in your results, whether it's your strength, your body fat, your actual weight, uh, your health, your energy, your mile time. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to to look at your fitness routine and health, uh, blood markers, etc. There's a lot there. So, you know, always be looking to progress. Hey, once you're in stagnation, you got trouble. I love that. Yeah. We always say, uh, you know, things don't happen to you. They happen because of you. And even just, uh, you know, how you, how you react to stuff is everything, right? Similar, like, you know, to, to answer what you were saying before, but um, I've got a, a bit of a question. I love asking this because it can give a lot of our listeners, um, you know, some more insight, especially for you, you know, with a young daughter, um, you know, just a, a businessman, a family man, like, you know, balancing your workouts, your nutrition, everything. What, like, how do you, you know, I, I know balance is like a myth and it's like, hard, you know, I've, I've just been reading that balance is, it's not really a thing, but like, how do you stay the course with everything and just, you know, manage all that stuff? What are your top tips for, for listeners who are in similar situations? Here we go. Well, <laughs> I used to pride myself on being the best juggler. And I think it was probably my worst, worst trait. Um, and I still, I'm still doing it. Of, of, unfortunately, um, you can excel in all things at once evenly. Um, something's going to give, something's not going to, you know, something's going to go up, something's going to go down. So you can't really give your attention to all things. And I really thought you could be the best multitasker and you're not. You could walk and talk and chew gum, but you're doing a couple different things really well and focusing on where you're, where you're doing spirit and things. So um, I would say you got to get real good with a schedule. You know, try to make sure that you could chunk time in specific things. So if you're living a full job and having a family and then you want the side hustle uh, or this extra gym time and different things, make sure that you pre-plan just like meal prepping and food prepping, just plan ahead to succeed and make sure that you're just not going um, when you think you're going to assume you're going to do that work. Try to like plan it into your schedule. So don't get, don't, don't mess with to-do lists, mess with calendars, like make sure that that's your thing because to-do lists can get overrun and they could just get mundane really quickly. I've found that, you know, I have to-do lists that are just on top of to-do lists on top of to-do lists. And it's just like, well, I didn't get it done. Well, I, I was, um, I don't know if you guys are in the click funnels, uh, business, Russell Brunson and those guys that, you know, those, those, uh, marketing, um, pages or funnels and things. But one thing they did was like, if you're going to go to-do list, make sure you color code it on high priority or like market, like what needs to get done, what could get done, et cetera. Um, and then, um, you know, I would say calendar time chunking, making sure that you have specific time for, um, the things that you're willing and able to do. Um, and then make sure that you have enough time for yourself. I, I forget all that time for myself. Usually I'm just going hard. If you watch my Instagram, it, you know, any stories you, you might see me work from, you know, in the morning. So, you know, who, who knows midday, and then you'll see me pick back up at seven o'clock to like midnight or one o'clock. So, you know, I, I have a weird funky schedule with, you know, the business partners that I have Metron's a Silicon Valley company. So it's P, uh, Pacific standard time. So it's two hours after me here. So the hours are just funky. Uh, we have a Philippines team. And so like, 
you know, just make sure that you know what your schedule looks like and where you can put some effort. I think that's the best thing to do with it because you can't really tackle them all and keep things up in your head. You really got to start jotting things down, making sure that you're, I'm going to apply Monday to this business. I'm going to apply Tuesday to this business with my free time, et cetera. Uh, and just marking things out, just pre-planning. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Uh, that's something uh, both myself and Kyle challenge ourselves with is being intentional, right? Like it's so easy to get caught up and just check, check, check. I'll do a million things, check them off, you know, for the sake of having a to-do list and, you know, it can kind of become like a trap and it's better to say like, what is the thing that's really going to move the needle? What do I really need to focus on? So I love that you brought that up. And another fun thing that me and Kyle are really into quotes, we're really into, you know, we've had the opportunity of meeting some incredible people, famous people, influential people, like, you know, being in the position you've been in, have you had any aha moments with any, you know, famous people in the industry or things that someone said to you that it's really stuck and um, stuck with you and kind of was like an aha moment in your brain to kind of change your journey, change your life and give you a new outlook, new inspiration, anything that's just really resonated and helped you get to where you are today. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it's in one. the, um, I wouldn't say there was a specific person, uh, some good books, Gary Keller's book, the, the one thing, great book, um, really inspirational. I would say, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki was another good one where it says like basically it took away that principle was make money while I sleep, uh, making sure I have a scalable business uh, as opposed to trade time for money. Um, yeah, I would say more books had uh, inspired me in my journey. Um, Black Swan from trading, just knowing like COVID can happen. It's Black Swan, meaning like any crazy instance can happen. 2008 Lehman can happen. Um, yeah, I would say definitely books helped a lot more and I could... I could certainly rip on it. Dale Carnegie's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, another good book. Um, I just read Atomic Habits, awesome book. I just um, just finished up the, a brand story or finishing up a brand story. Um, I, I like that. Like I, I used to never read. And, you know, I got into Wall Street and they started throwing me books and uh, I started getting into it. And definitely, you know, I don't read for pleasure anymore. I read to help myself and, and make myself better. So more educational, self-help, et cetera, and just learning from other people that are giving you the shortcut in a book. Yeah, that, that's been a big thing for us too. You know, I, I've never really had a set mentor per se, but it's great to be able to take from uh, different experts in each of their field, which is awesome. And I guess another fun question we like to have is, you know, we've done a few YouTube videos on seven things I wish I knew when I started lifting. And you've had the great opportunity to work with people that are just getting started, like 30 day people, probably other pros, like being a pro yourself, like, looking back on your journey, what are some things that you, you thought were right, or you thought you did really well that you've kind of changed your mind on, or that you see a lot of people kind of making a mistake of going wrong with similar to that, you know, five pounds thing, like, if you could kind of go back, like, what would you say, let me tweak and optimize this, that would really be a difference maker in someone's journey? Bulking, it depends on what your goals are, right? So like I was, I grew up with the football mentality where we just got as big as we possibly could as like monster in the off season. So that was my whole way I knew about an off season. So now, you know, I was, I don't know if you guys know my actual journey, but I was like physique pro year one with the NPC IPB. Um, and, you know, I got pretty big that, that year. Um, and I'm open about this that I, I did on my podcast, but when I turned 30, um, I had low T right after I turned pro, went to a doctor, got put on a script and, you know, went into, um, you know, taking some tests. 
Uh, it was legal at first and then it wasn't until I became a pro and went deeper down that, that path, but I got too damn big <laughs> and, um, they didn't like it at the time. And frankly, um, you know, I got big and bulky in it. And had I just probably just kept it natural, like when I was, when I turned pro, um, you know, and, and maybe just stayed on what my doctor had given me, um, I probably would have been pretty okay. But, you know, I took it to the extreme a little bit and went as big as possible I can get. And obviously I was big already, so it didn't really take me much. And I didn't, I didn't overdo stuff, you know, considering knowing what people take in this industry. But, um, you know, I think to the, the point is like, know what you're going for, know, know what the outcome is, know, know what, uh, do the ends justify the means? And by all means, guys, I'm happy to, you know, be out outright and open with this stuff just because it gives me perspective and it gives me the education where, you know, I don't know what your stories are, but you know, it gives me both sides of the fence. Cause I had a lot of success natural. And then I've also had some success, you know, not so I've, I've seen both sides and frankly, I didn't need it. You know, if, if, if we put it, come down to it, I didn't need it. Um, and I thought I did, you know, considering being a pro and, um, there was pressure there, you know, to, you know, compete with everybody else. And today, you know, if you're going to compete as a pro, you're, you're, you're <laughs> you better take it. Um, you know, not to say you have to, but I don't know that that's, you're going to get smoked. These guys are pretty jacked these days. Um, but, um, there's a lot of fitness myths out there and, um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go with the fads, you know, there's so much, these keto diets and these other things, what can you do consistently forever? is the, is the plan I would be on, you know, even some of my hardcore trainers that I do like heavy volume training where I'm doing, um, like a set of a hundred, but I'm having you start off with like a max effort at 18, you know, do those kind of things on a once in a while basis. Don't make that your routine. You know, you want to find a way to be fit for life and not get sidetracked by injury and these other things. So I would say stay away from the extremes, unless you're going for an extreme event uh, in a short term event. So like precision nutrition, I got certified there. They talk about like level one, level two, level three clients and level three clients are like the extremes where like fitness competitions, where you're not going to be there year round. You're not going to keep your body fat below sub 3%, you know, year round. It's, it's these intermittent times of, uh, you know, effort and extreme. So I would look for that and don't try to make your routine extreme all the time, because you're just gonna, you're going to burn out. You're going to get hurt or these other things. So I would say, is a, as a blanket, you know, what can I give back to the industry? Find what you can do consistently and love it. Uh, fall in love with your training. Make sure that it's, it's good for you. And don't get me wrong. Training should be hard. You should be sore here and there, but you shouldn't be completely killing yourself every single time. And I think I started off with that mentality because it was just about how big and wild and nasty I can get. And, uh, you know, I definitely had my burnouts too. So, and, and definitely some injuries here and there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I think we we've definitely been uh, all been there in that situation, just beating ourselves up, no focus on recovery, anything like that. And um, I think that was awesome. I, I didn't know about that uh, test uh, situation, so you know, thank you so much for sharing that as well. Um, I had one question. You know, we're we're a huge fan of quotes. Every Motivation Monday, we'll we'll share our favorite quote, and you know, we can even probably take it and put it beside a photo of yours. But you know, one of my favorite quotes is, "You can have results or excuses. You can't have both." Like, I was just wondering if there's anything that kind of stuck in your mind that you know, we'll always like get you not fired up or motivated, but just help you stay the course or just something that you you'd like to share quote wise uh, with our audience. I think, uh, all those Huxley, every ceiling when, when reach becomes a floor, which you walk with perspective. 
Um, you know, so it's always about that leveling up. So it's one of those things where it's like, look, I'm walking today, I'm learning, I'm walking around, and then I'm gonna hit this level of achievement. Well, it didn't stop, you know, even when you hit that mountain peak, that summit, you don't go, you don't just walk down, you know, especially when it's life, you're going to figure out, okay, now what I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm as high as the birds, I'm as high as the clouds. Now what, what can I do? And yeah, you can, you can obviously go back down the way you came or something else. But like, I like to think of it as like each stage is a level of education and you've learned from it. And then whether you win or lose, you're going to take that information and apply it in some capacity. Um, and I found that, you know, I, I spent the earlier parts of my 20s and, and, and that whole time working on me. And now it's like my 30s, I'm working on everyone else. So it went from me to we um, is kind of the best way I like to say it, you know, and, um, you know, it feels better that way. I'm much more fulfilled for me personally, um, working with we than just on me, because it was never enough. My cup was never filled when it was just about me. Yeah, that's incredible. Like so much good stuff to unpack there. You know, I feel like there's a, a cycle of getting into fitness, you know, even for us, uh, same thing, you know, we both were skinny hockey players and we're just like, let's bulk up like crazy, you know, and I've always stayed natural, but I just wanted to bulk. So I went from like 160 to 240. And like a lot of the time too, you got to ask yourself, like, is what you're doing necessary? You know, like knowing to kind of focus on and making that pivot to how can I do this long term? How can I do this sustainably? How can I, you know, everything you touch on is like all the core fundamentals of what we've come to really believe and hold true. And, and the next question, you know, obviously, you've had a lot of experience uh, competing, uh, which is awesome. Myself and Kyle have done one physique competition. And then we've also done, you know, quite a few powerlifting competitions. But what are your thoughts? I know a lot of people are motivated to get up on stage to start a journey so they can do a physique show. What are your thoughts on the average person doing a physique show as some people advocate, you know, it's not necessarily the healthiest first approach. It uh, can promote people to get into things like you mentioned with uh, the test and enhanced supplements and substances. And, you know, so what are your thoughts there? A couple of things. Um, I literally just uh, signed up last week to um, get a, a boxing match to get punched in my face on May 8th, basically. Uh -huh. And what it did for me was, made my heart flutter. It gave me that little, the little purpose again, that, that thing that was like, okay, you know, I was sitting here at 39 and, and have done all these things. It's like everything else I try to do is just whatever, right? It's a uh, very lackluster as far as my motivation. If I want to get abs, I've had them before. Now, how am I going to make that better? So um, if you could find, you know, the, the silver lining in it and say, okay, well, maybe it gives me purpose. Maybe it gives me that drive, that motivation. Uh, maybe it gives me uh, a way to level up my training or a way to hold myself responsible. If I'm going to be on stage or do a powerlifting meet, all eyes are on me. You know, have you ever been an athlete where all eyes have been on you or is this going to be your first time? So it might cause you some anxiety, but some anxiety is good because it gives you something and then maybe it go, you need more than yourself to push you. And um, I literally, after, you know, signing up, got that flutter. I was like, dude, I got it. I, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go again. I got that, that fire. And I went in, in my private Facebook group and, you know, tried to like stir up my community and be like, Hey, what are we doing? What are you guys working on this year? What are you, what's, what's going on? So like challenge, go find something 5k, 10k Spartan bodybuilding show, powerlifting me. What are we working towards? Like you can't just be working for five pounds and why, because it's just not strong enough sometimes. So I think there's a lot of benefit to putting yourself on the hook for some kind of a outcome-based performance uh, thing, especially when you're working in the health and fitness field, uh, or even 
a photo shoot or something like give yourself something to shoot for, uh, you'll try harder. If it's just for yourself, you've let yourself off the hook too many times before to make this any different. So I would definitely say, you know, use others as motivation um, in, in other competitions as a motivation. So from the side of uh, to, to ask or to answer, do the, do the risks or the things that you may be um, persuaded by influence you? That's up to you. You know, if you're an addictive person, you might get addicted to something and, and you might be influenced by the wrong people. If you continue to hang around people like yourselves or, or you know, people that are preaching a, a good positive message, then you'll be able to do things, that, you know, at the right rate. Uh, I'm not going to condone or say it's a good thing to take steroids or things like that. But I'll say for the time, it was what I did. You know, it, I started off, like I said, to, uh, under the doctor's uh, guidance. And, and literally, it came to the point where I was like, I don't know if you guys are into the Bible or anything like that, but I was like solitarsis of the Bible where I was like persecuting, you know, steroid abusers. And uh, literally, I was on my stage at Junior Nationals. I won't name names, but I saw just a bunch of dudes backstage with gyno and I was like calling them out. I was a dick. I was, I was a, I was an ass. Literally, I was out there just like, you guys are losers. Like I was, I was attacking people um, just because I was like, you know, you need that to look like that. And I was like, you know, I didn't know. I was just like this football player. And I, I guess I was gifted at that point or just had a real long history of just lifting hard and making it happen. But, you know, everyone's not gifted at some point or maybe don't have the experience and they need to take that extra to feel good about themselves. There's a lot of different things. And I did the podcast on my episode. It's literally sitting on my YouTube channel. It's like the main story right now. You can listen to it. And I brought some other people on there. My podcast host, Holden, who's a professor uh, or was a professor at um, Pepperdine, uh, chief physiologist at Red Bull, and uh, Adam Schaefer, who is Mind Pump Media's uh, one of their co-hosts and you know his experiences with it too. So we had very different uh, reasons why we started and uh, outcomes, et cetera, with it. So um, you know, I, I don't want to condone anyone or I don't want to say don't, you know, it's, it's really up to you. There's a lot of, there are a lot of things in your life that you can do and, you know, whether when you gauge the effectiveness of one or the, the threat of one or not, you know, not to make this conversation about that, but like, I think the competition itself is worth it. What you do in between is completely up to you and your, your personality and what you're willing and able to want to accomplish. I love that. Even like myself, you know, and Josh, like we kind of found to realize that like physique shows weren't our thing and it was cool to be able to say like have the photos like try it out be able to share that and then powerlifting was but i love how you said like finding those things that kind of like like just drive you like even last year i needed something to work towards so i did a half marathon this year i'll do a full one like you know he's at a almost a 600 pound squat like it's fun to just you know bounce around and and, and even when it comes to the boxing match I'm, I'm excited to hear about that like uh i think you're fighting what conor mcgregor right or is that <laughs> I don't know. Um, it, it's, it actually turned out to be, um, you know, it's this thing, May 8th, um, Mike, Mike Rashid in, um, Oh wow. Tiger fitness. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark Lobliner. Mark Lobliner. Um, yeah. are kind of like the host Mark, Mark's the host. He's here in Tennessee. Uh, I haven't, I, don't, I actually don't know Mark, uh, well, besides the conversation we just had, but I'm very friendly with Mark, Mike, Mike Rashid. And, um, I think they're supposed to fight in, I think they were going to do like some, some, some event and everything's for charity here. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, dude, I want in, um, you know, when I saw like the flyers and everything else that was going on, I thought it was going to be more like, you know, fitness, uh, celebrity boxing matches. And I was like, cool, I'll fight anyone in the industry. Let's go. Um, yeah, come to find out, I think they're the only two that are in the industry that are fighting. And, uh, you know, I guess the rest are just like these boxing guys, uh, people at these uh, other gyms. 
And so I think I'll be fighting some young, some young uh, stud, but uh, I'm cool with that. You know, 39, I got a bunch of members in the house. I, I just respect and uh, just go hard for the next couple months. And uh, I won't be out conditioned. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I'm a pretty good boxer. I can't say I'm great. I'm pretty good. My technique's decent. We'll get better. Um, we'll work. We're going to, we're going to put on a good show. It's only three rounds at two minutes a piece and then there's headgear. So we're going to go hard. Uh, I've, I'm, I'm two and oh as a boxer, uh, sanctioned amateur from, from, uh, New York. So, uh, it was 12 years ago, but, uh, we'll work on that. I love that winning attitude. You know, it seems like, you know, you just have that belief that nothing's going to come between you and achieving something and put anyone in front of you. So that'll definitely be awesome. I'll be tuning in. Where can uh, people watch that? I think it's gonna be streamed. Um, I'll definitely uh, be sharing more stories. I haven't even announced it on my channel. I don't know if you guys noticed I have not made a post in like 30 days on Instagram right now. Uh, besides my stories, I'm kind of just went dark for a little bit. Um, yeah, everything with the post-election and everything else I just was like let me let me get my head reset and just make sure I know where where my message is coming out in 2021 here I did a couple posts in January trying to do some of those like inspirational posts and like keep keep the formatting all the same and I'm just like that's not me I don't know I gotta I gotta come up with something um, I've never been a traditionalist when it comes to any of that stuff I've just kind of been you know me so I gotta I'm still I'm still finding my uh my Instagram way I want to, I want to launch 2021 with, I feel like I'm, I'm taking a pause. I'll start in March. I love it, man. And uh, yeah, so kind of just like to, to, to wrap up, uh, you know, we do have quite a few like trainers on here, so online coaches, aspiring trainers, so just, you know, any final thoughts uh, as well, like kind of just even with your own business and stuff, obviously we said, we'd mentioned that just, uh, you know, uh, Metron fit, like just anything that you'd like to finish off with or plug, um, you know, you got the floor. Sure, man. Um, well, Metron, if you're a coach and, and you're doing online, so, you know, I'll kind of, I was going to give you guys some demo at 1.2 and I'll be, I'll be doing some demos against like Rainerize, uh, True Coach and some of those other ones, uh, you know, and kind of like show and compare and, and do it from a really unbiased standpoint. I, I'm pretty good about being objective about like cool features. I'm sure there's some that are great on the other side and some great on my side and we'll, we'll do some comparisons there, but what we do really well if you're a power lifter, you guys would probably actually really like it because everything's personalized and it's personalized on like almost like you can make it where instead of setting the metrics off your first baseline, uh, your your baselines can update every single time you track and train if you if you want them to do that. So therefore, you're always having like a floating performance curve. Um, but everything would be personalized. So instead of actually having a coach perform or give you the numbers and you got to input it and have this back Excel spreadsheet, et cetera, um, you know, it's all done through the app and it's all just there for you. So after your baselines, everything's just dialed in, you just go and do it. So there's some cool stuff there. As a coach, you have the ability to one-on-one -on -one train with somebody. You have the ability to, you know, build some templates or these workout blocks, if you want to call them and use them in many different ways. You could use them for your one-on-one -on -one clients. You could use them for your uh, one-to-many clients, kind of like a virtual ebook, what we call it a virtual trainer or even calendar and do these like 90 day, 60 day, 30 day challenges where you put your workouts up on a calendar and everyone does them at the same time, which is great for your, your private communities that you can do. So a lot of different ways that we could work things out, but um, you just go to Metron, M-E-T-R-O-N.io, um, you know, from that side. And, uh, you know, I'll, you know, from my side, if you're only looking for my podcast or any information about what I do, just go to my name, crickaversa.com and you'll see all the links there. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you taking the time. It was a great episode through and through. Tons and tons of gems. Definitely some things I'll be, you know, pondering and thinking on here. And yeah, we appreciate you taking some time to craft out of your busy schedule. And this was definitely an amazing episode. And anything to add, Kyle? 
No, you know, thank you so much. Make sure to definitely check Craig out if you're looking for some, you know, real content, some real value, you know, uh, the exercises he does would probably be stuff, you know, the, that he always does the fundamentals, some good tips. Even I did take a look at those posts, like, um, you know, like the more inspirational ones. And I really, I'm excited to see you continue to post stuff like that, but yeah, thank you so much, man. It was awesome getting to know you. Cool. Well, you guys well appreciate you guys bringing me on and uh, being able to share my, uh, my take with your community. You know, it's a, this industry is big enough for all of us to be a, a part of it. You know, some people think it's, it's not, and you know, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, shoot it with anyone and uh, you know, help to inspire and grow your business and, you know, just make sure that we're paying it forward And this business. Like I said, it's about we, not me.